right, welcome into the inaugural edition of Chalk Talk for Women's Soccer for the Denver Pioneers 2021-22 athletic season as uh, we kick things off here in the late portion of August, as crazy as that is to believe. My name is Tyler Mon, and joined by the head coach of Pioneers Soccer, Jeff Hooker. Coach, what's going on? It's, it's good to see you. Obviously, this is a, a thing that I feel like has snuck up on most all of us outside of being in an actual program for you guys, how's the start of the season? But does it feel like a uh, somewhat normal campaign so far? Well, we, uh, the, the three sports that start early in the fall, volleyball, men's soccer, and us, um, we, we kind of got together and decided that no one really knew our season was going on, right? We just kind of, we kind of snuck in, uh, we start practice, uh, jump on the field, um, got to get our preseason trip up to Vail uh, early in August. Um, so we, we kind of started up very, very quietly. Um, and here, the month of August is almost done. You know, we started our first day on August 2nd. So for us, we've been in the grind for a little bit, you know, had some scrimmages, had some real matches, uh, and well on our way. Um, I know uh, the, the regular students come back in a couple weeks, uh, but we, we really enjoyed kind of the isolation and uh, just being able to train and keep our head down and, and kind of get better every day. It's been, it's been great for our team. Well, obviously the results have really borne that out so far. You get a 5 nothing win over Air Force, uh, one nothing win over CSU. You get your first win um, in the Colorado Cup since 2013, which is a, a really neat uh, sort of early season event um, in which you get all six teams from the state together for that one individual tournament. For you guys to be able to get into um, the start of a season, doing it against other programs that are local and kind of get your feet back under you in, uh, in a normal context of playing again in August, how did you look like what you saw from your team in those first couple of games? Uh, it was it was fantastic. You know, we what, what we started doing this year is um, we started to try to have a champion on that last Sunday. So it wasn't ambiguous going into the season. Um, so one one scrimmage that we had, which was with Colorado College, um, that actually doesn't count towards our record, but it counted towards the results of the Colorado Cup. So everybody had a scrimmage like that. And then everybody played either home or away on Thursday and then Denver hosted all three matches, all six teams on Sunday, which was a great day, just to see the amount of fans and kids um, and stuff like that come, you know, come through on that day. That's kind of what it was set up for and what it was meant for. Um, you know, we would have loved to had it maybe a little more, I would say, carnival style and have some things going on over the Diane Wentfield and a, you know, a power shot contest and, you know, and, and kids playing out there. But, you know, kind of post-COVID, we, we went very conservative um, and kind of stayed away from that, but uh, we, we just thought the, the attendance was was awesome on the day. Results for us, obviously, were, were good as well, Tyler. So, Coach, you guys get to start this season with essentially a five-match homestand. You get those two as part of the Colorado Cup, then you get Utah. That's already a win in the books, 3-0. Uh, and then Kansas State and SMU over Labor Day weekend, and that's a, you know, a Big 12 program and obviously uh, another big athletic department in, in Southern Methodist um, to kick off with a good stretch at home to be able to kind of learn your team and get into the season, not having to travel, not having to deal with all of that. How important is this weekend coming up as you add to your RPI, you kind of build your, your resume toward uh, potential postseason play and really just kind of getting to know your team in August and September too. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And that, that's why we schedule these games is, you know, one, we want to make sure that we're prepared for conference um, and, and with the RPI, how that, how that figures in just for the people that don't know is we want to put ourselves in a position that if we can be successful and have some good results in our non-conference games and say something happens in the conference final and we lose in penalty kicks, say, we want to put ourselves in position to get that at large berth. So 
how does that figure in? It figures in by playing um, the top teams in the country and getting good results against those teams. So, um, so far, so good. Um, you know, we have we have these these two coming up. Have two out in Arizona, and then we uh, play two more Pac-12 teams um, the next weekend after before uh, before getting started. So, Coach, this season uh, is your 30th with this program, and I feel like the last year and a half or more now um, has given us all kind of some time to be retrospective and uh, look back at you know the things that we've done and the things that um, we're still looking forward to doing in lives or in careers or all of that. Um, as being the person who is still around for this program after the D2 to D1 transition, with all these moments that you've had um, with playing North Carolina in a tournament, playing Stanford in a tournament, being somebody who's built this program uh, into what it is as a, a national program now, um, did you ever think if you were able to go back you know, a few decades and, and talk to the younger version of yourself when you were getting set for this stage of moving into D1. Do you ever think that these things would be a possible, would be possible to accomplish with this program? And what kind of advice do you think you would give your younger self now looking back at that stage? Um, you know, I didn't know it was my 30 year until Nico told me it was my 30th year. Cause I <laughs> counting, I think at 20. So uh, thanks for reminding me of that. Um, it- <laughs> My younger, my younger self is uh, the advice that I got through. Uh, so my my mentor was Ziggy Schmidt, um, who uh, I I was at uh, UCLA with, um, and he coached me at UCLA. He moved on and coached the Galaxy, went coached Seattle Sounders, uh, and I I kind of followed him. I'd, I'd follow him around for the preseason. He was with Columbus and uh, went back there one time, and he just really was able to help me ground myself. And kind of pushed me in the sense of what do you really want to accomplish and why do you, you know, why don't you think you can get to the final four and, uh, you know, what are, what are things that, um, that you, you know, feel that you, what hurdles do you feel you have to get over and how can you get over those, right? Because um, he was kind of in the same boat when he took over at UCLA. We had, we had never won a national championship and never been to a final four. And then I think um, uh, 85 was the first year I started in 83. 85 was the first year of the national championship. And then for the next, um, anybody who came in the next four years after that had won a national championship, right? And so I, I kind of looked at what he was able to accomplish, how he was able to accomplish it. I, I think what I would tell myself um, back then is I'm, I'm really glad that I was kind of true to myself, you know, and, you know, when thing, went about things the way I thought were the right way. You know, one of the lessons he learned, I, you know, I asked him uh, an example of, you know, I'm out recruiting and I got two players. A, we want the A player, but we want the B player. If we don't get a, you know, player A, you know, what do I do in that situation? And um, the the answer was astonishing to me. Uh, trying to use the right words, but he said, "Be honest, right?" He's like, "Tell the the second player that yes, we want you to come here. We need to find out what decision that player is." And you know what? That that happens a lot in life, doesn't it? I mean, you look at things happening and people being off of the job, and you know who knows then who remembers the next year that you were the number two selection or three selection for the job, you know? And so the advice that I got from him, uh, I, I think really, really helped me. Um, George, George Kuzdowski, who's the uh, hockey coach, uh, longtime hockey coach here. Um, I used to pop into his office all the time. And I, I knew, you know, very little about coaching. Cause I was, a, you know, I, I, when I took over the job, I was still playing professionally. And I said, Hey, George, you have a recruit letter. Do you have this? How do I handle this? And so I, I just had so many people that mentored me. And really, that's what I try to do now. I think the last, you know, five, 10 years is, you know, any coach that has come to me and, and helped me, I kind of take a step back and look and see where they are. 
um, and, and try to challenge them in different ways. And, and hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm, I'm able to help others out, you know, like, uh, like those help me out. I always love those exchanges of, of coaching knowledge for young coaches and older coaches. And it's one of those things that I feel like the, the DU community and a community of coaches does really well uh, as well too, with being able to exchange some of that information and kind of those lessons that you learn And every sport is different too. And for your team now uh, you've gotten started on such a strong note, obviously with this unbeaten start. Um, Nadea has gone through these first three matches been fantastic. Summit league player of the week honors um, to have a Richard freshman or Richard junior. Now who gives you the presence that she does and to be in a spot where starting the season so strong um i would imagine kind of feeds everybody else around her uh tell me about her progression from what you've seen from her as a younger player to where she is now um ned's been she's been great um you know she for her her first year got to sit behind Britt wilson who's now playing uh who's now playing professionally has gone from the third string to the backup you know just sticking it out as a pro and i think what ned did is she was able to see what uh, and a, a great example of hard work equaling success, right? And that's that's kind of what Britt Brit Wilson was. Um, Ned's a totally different personality, right? She's not as uh, like the A personality that, that Britt was, but she is still a leader. You know, she is sort of that quiet leader right now. Um, if, if you look at the end of uh, the Utah game, she made two unbelievable saves to, to keep the shutout and keep the game at 3-0. When the whistle blew, Everybody ran over to Ned and jumped on Ned, you know, and that just demonstrates how valuable that she is to the team and what respect everybody else has for her. And to see her progression with Chris Pete, our goalkeeping coach, uh, it's been really, really wonderful to see. All right, Jeff, final question for you. You've got uh, this start so far unbeaten to this point, nine goals eight different goal scores. Um, and to do that in the season's first couple of weeks is really impressive. What excites you most about that depth and how do you continue managing that depth and getting the most of, out of everybody you've got uh, on this roster? What excites me the most, I'm, I'm not a, uh, a stack guy, but I know this, is our two leading goals for, goal scores from last season that have returned have not, have not scored a goal yet. So that's what makes me excited about this team. So when, when you're looking at those guys putting their head down and not worrying about scoring goals, they're worrying about playing hard, setting other people up, and, and everybody's doing the right thing. And so this is, just like you said, Tyler, this is creating a huge amount of depth uh, to our team. It was very similar to last year. Last year, it was, it was we were victims of, you know, of COVID and four players that contact trace. Well, new lineup, right? So uh, the last spring, we our first 12 lineups, I think, were all different. This year has been very similar. It hasn't been COVID related, but it's been, we've had a, we've had a different starting lineup for each of the three matches that we've had. And I think that's going to change for Thursday as well, because, you know, as, as we give different uh, uh, individuals a chance to start and a chance to come off the bench, everybody's pushing everybody else. Um, you know, we went from uh, swapping center backs out and playing half and half, and then uh, we, had, we had to move one out wide because we need a little bit of help out wide. And so these guys are, are really focused in on, it's, it's like, would you rather play this position and move or would you rather sit on the bench? You know, of course, I, I, let's move positions and let's get some playing time and, and you know, get me off of this bench and I want to show what I can do. And when, when uh, the players have out their opportunity to do that, it's, it's really been good. I mean, I look at the Utah uh, match that we had, at, and, and I saw film of Utah. I thought they were unbelievable. Uh, when I watched them on film against Portland, they took Portland apart, in my opinion. We played 23 players that game. That never happens. And for us, that really shows the depth that we had. 
And to be honest, more deserved to play, right? But, you know, you can only go so far. You can only so go so deep in a game. And the thing that impressed me was the integrity of how we played continued, right? We didn't start kicking it. We didn't sit back. We didn't do anything different. The players came off the bench. Um, they, you know, they, they played the same way, same style, and it showed to be effective. So that, that's, that's really what made me happy. That is a very impressive way uh, to start the season, and there is more fun stuff coming. Denver women's soccer head coach Jeff Hooker. DU coming home uh, to take on Kansas State and SMU, I guess, staying home. Take on the uh, the Wildcats and the Mustangs September 2nd and 6th, and then on the road to Grand Canyon for the first road match uh, of the season. Coach, best of luck. We'll be talking to you as the season goes along. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for taking the time, Tyler. I appreciate it. Wrapping up this edition of Chalk Talk from the Denver Pioneers. We'll talk to you next time.